0: So, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Always a podcast that we work and we try to share with people to talk more about technology for the industry of construction. Uh, how can you reduce technology? How can we apply technology to our projects? And what what is this technology that we talk about uh, nowadays? We have many uh, applications. We have many. Uh, the ways of using technology, not only for parametric design, not only for BIM, but uh, right now we have a, a really new, um, I would say, method, a, really, uh, a new technology about AI and how can we apply it into our projects. AI is a really vast and really big technology that can be used in multiple and many ways. And today we have uh, Oana Todd from Romania that will be sharing with us about the um, AI a little bit and uh, well, a lot maybe, (laughs) and we'll see, we'll see how this goes. Um, When I talk about this uh, last week, well, last episode, we were talking also about uh, MidJourney, another technology that is, is, is a hybrid now in the, in the community. And AI, as you can see, has multiple applications and it's, it comes to make our life easier. That's what I believe. And, uh, but just in different ways, as suspected, I guess. So welcome, Anna. how are you?
1: Great, thank you for having me. Uh, it's very nice to be here with you and to talk about AI, indeed. Um, <laughs> I think one, one, of the, one of the great things about BitJourney is that it's, it's really brought AI to the forefront, to, to the lips of, uh, what, 2 million people.
0: <laughs>
1: so that, that seems great, and I, I think architects have really embraced it um so far as you can see from at least my my linkedin feed i'm not sure about yours
0: yeah i know it's it's, it's i see you like post every day from me journey like showing off and i love it as well like honestly i'm i'm really happy with this um this fun way of uh, of people bringing technology to the to the table you know so yeah, everyone can it. else start to start using it and in a really simple way as well you know something that uh I think that was kind of like the trick or the success of uh, MidJourney, you know, that uh, everyone can use it. It's really simple and the results are really nice. I would say amazing sometimes. And it, it just takes a, a couple of like, I don't know, seconds to use so like building it. So that's that's brilliant from, from the side of MidJourney, I guess.
1: <laughs> Indeed. It, it, it really made the AI very accessible, right? So. Um for the first time ever, you don't have to open a uh, Google Colab or a, a, um, a Jupyter Notebook um, <laughs> server anywhere, and you can really um, generate something amazing from typing a few words. So that has been the key, I think, that contributed to to such a wide adoption.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's amazing. So. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about you wanna before we we jump to the subject and, uh, and what's your career where were you from what you have been doing lately?
1: Sure so um great to to uh, start talking about myself a bit um because you you did mention that I'm um joining you from Romania and actually there there needs to be a bit of clarification there as well because um I guess most people uh, um, that already know me and hopefully they will be tuning in and um, know that I'm joining from Spain so so um I'm I'm an architect I'm originally from Romania um I have been um, based in Spain for the last for the last uh, almost six years now um of course as that's after um passing through and and having a, an equal six years time spent in Dublin so, um I'm adopting many European cities, or many European cities adopt me, actually, um, if they want to so or not. Um, and in terms of what uh i where I'm coming from and how, how um why I'm here today, I guess. Um I'm an architect uh, that spent the first eight to nine years of my of my working um career uh, working in um as an architect in the very traditional way, you know, in a small firm actually that, um, grew and shrunk over the years, uh, with different projects. Um, I have been, um, kind of, I, I think blessed to have, um, landed directly in my, in my first job, um, on a very big project or actually a, a very big project landed on our, um, on our desks in, at about two or three months after I started my first job, and uh, due to a number of circumstances, I, I was able to kind of take over um, this big project and, and um, run the team and run the, de- the design at least from the from the in house um, side, and that was my main task uh, to focus on for the next three years. Um, wow. So that was that was an amazing. Development to see, especially to see so so early out of career. Um, it was the, the it gave me the chance to see how people interact and how uh, we are really um, acting uh, in the benefit of our client or how how we are relation uh, relating to our client and how we are relating uh, back to our other consultants. so um, that project opened a lot of um, a lot of questions and a lot of Um, desire for things to be improved and and some of the workflows that we do to be improved. Um, I've noticed that we do a lot of repetitive work and I've noticed that we do a lot of um, work that has definitely been done in the office in the past um, and has definitely been done in or was being done in many offices at the same time as we were struggling with it and still there were People in our our office spending um, Saturdays uh, trying to to sort out some details that, of course, are standard details, as we were also calling them. Um, But still, they needed to be manually redone and redrawn every time. And every time there was a change, um, there needed to be manually redone and redrawn. So with this and a lot of other um, smaller uh, experiences, because apart from this big project, we were, uh, as a firm, we were doing everything from a small house extension to um, a hotel building to master plans, right? So I was exposed to um, a good bit of all of this. And in all of them, I kind of noticed the same pattern, the same pattern of us internally doing a lot of work manually that um, felt like it should be automated somehow. Um, uh, I've seen the pattern of us trying to, to explain to our clients architecture and design our designs in terms that we would explain them in architecture school and our clients would have no idea what we're talking about or no interest for what we were talking about um so I, i've just accumulated a lot of frustrations <laughs> and problems during my um, about 5 years spent in with that company and then um about 3 years working um individually tr- working dealing directly with clients um and with this a big bag of frustration. I decided to go back to study and to, to figure out a way, at least to improve my work, at least to, to, to make my work more efficient so that I wouldn't have to spend, um, all my waking hours do, doing the same thing that I, I knew I did two years ago. Um, and this led me to, well, it didn't directly led me to Barcelona, but it, it was one of the, one of the reasons um to make a move and it led me to IAF, which is an, an the Institute of Advanced Architecture of Catalonia. So it's a um one of the institutes that that focuses on computation and focuses on teaching the advanced technologies for architecture around Europe. Um, one of the the um, pretty prominent and and well-known ones here. Um, and I took a master degree there to to really study how we can we can make a change um and one of my early passions and one of the the directions that i decided to, to take during the master was studying computation so of course um you know uh, starting with with grasshopper and trying to to figure out how to um do the most basic things and um, somehow it accelerated of course with my my previous um uh, unsolved questions that i was coming to the to study with. It sort of, um, accelerated to me thinking how we can optimize the designs, how we can generate, um, uh, millions of designs and optimize them to uh, produce the best results and to make sure that we produce the best results. Also from the point of view of explaining the clients, the downsides and the, the pros of different, of the different options. Um, in the, in the last year of the study as well, I, I, um discovered this world of AI and you know after after going through parametric design through optimization um discovering AI was um opened up a lot more possibility for me so i i I realized that the the ideal workflow for for say an architect would be somewhere between using uh, parametric tools and um AI tools so that we can continue to maintain our creativity. I think if, if anything, architects, um, are, would like to maintain controls, uh, control over the, the creativity and to actually spend most time on the creative process, um, and spend less time on the, on the, um, drafting process, let's say, or on the technicalities of architecture. So, um, I, I the, uh, end of my study was, um, Focused on um, figuring out an autom- a fully automatic um, workflow for architecture, and the result of this was really um, defining a, um, a workflow in which the architect can um, have controls control over the schematic and also have an input um, on the on the creative expression of space, um, where the, the computation, uh, the computational process of the machine would do everything else. And um, ah, with and this long explanation, <laughs> this is this is um, where I'm, I'm kind of starting from.
0: Ah, this 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 sounds excellent. Like a, a long uh, life experiences, I guess. Uh, and I, and honestly, I believe this is the only way that we can actually get familiar with technology in in the deep uh, kind of way that we need to have these uh, uh, tests and. And over and over, we have to like have like one step good, like maybe three mistakes on the on the road. And also sometimes so something that I think is really important that you mentioned also is um, the 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 difficulty of actually sharing technology with the rest of the team. Because uh, once you understand technology, once you understand the gaps that that uh, you have in a work, uh, just like you were saying, you have you are doing repetitive work over and over, and sometimes you understand it, but it's, uh, but sometimes there's also a lot of people that is just keeps go- that just keeps going with the manual process, that uh, they don't take the time or the energy or the effort to figure out. Um, how to change it until someone comes and is like, "Hey, you can also do it like this." And they're like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant!" And that's when actually they start like enjoying technology because no one's, no, nobody wants to stay uh, on a Saturday just solving uh, a problem that can be solved even before actually becoming a problem. And okay. and I think this this is this is the the beauty of technology that is it's making our life simple and, and not only simple, but uh, it's also making our life more efficient in terms of work. And and of when you have, so
1: that... I, I think this brings us back to our discussion early on about the why Journey managed to get the its technology adoption so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the great things about or or great technology is like a no brainer to use. Um, mm-hmm. It it shouldn't require someone uh, beating up on the ear of of the employees or of the people in the team. They use this technology this way, and it shouldn't require manuals of yeah. how um, how it should be done or how it should be applied in the te- in the team and in in um, the office. It should si- simply be a no brainer to use. Um, yeah, that's
0: so. So, that's so it removes difficult.
1: the resistance.
0: That, that that's that's also the difficult part for every application on an architecture. Like, I mean, we see Mid Journey doing images that are amazing and collecting these, these these data from every from everyone and just starting to build with the things that that they have uh, inject into this AI. But uh, then we have to we have to see in construction that there's like many more stuff. To uh, after you actually have a good design, because uh, let's see that uh, mid journey covers a part of good design, we can cover the part of good design. Probably, I don't know. Depends on the <laughs> on the part on the thinking of everyone. But if, if we put it in that way, then who covers the the construction drawings? Then who covers the analysis for uh, optimization of the of the project? Then who covers um, generate design on options for uh, for the same project to, to be more, uh, well, to have the, the multiple options that Generated Design can can provide to you covers a parametric. And I think those, those types of, uh, of applications and those, those types of analysis that are more ex- specific, uh, for the building, it it's kind of, it's, well, you still need some sort of like criteria and knowledge before you can pass it to someone. And so like just using it by uh, just like you were saying, like a no brainer, like kind of application, which is the best, I totally agree on that. Like the less uh, time that I have to spend figuring out how to have the result uh, the best, not the better for me. But, uh, but, I, also, but I also believe that the gap is, is a bit, um, it's a bit difficult because because just, I mean, we, we see it from the perspective and we see it from the point of view that we have been spending, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a lot of time, I would say years and years of uh, work and doing this and we get familiar with it. But, uh, I don't know when, if you remember the first time that, I don't know, you go to a uh, grass cover and you're like, okay, what is this wall? <laughs> and you have to, yeah. to start like from I scratch. Am. <laughs>
1: I don't have to remember the first time. I have my my students uh, there every, every day, reminding <laughs> me how the first time was. Um, I, I think you are absolutely right. That uh, you, you know, I I think we are not um, by far done um, developing technology, developing AI technology that can be um, applied to architecture. And that actually, this is why. Uh, this is one of the big reasons why we don't see it applied to architecture. I think, um, mid journey, uh, when thinking of architecture and not only mid journey, just to, to, um, to not only, um, be critical on one brand. It's actually, um, generative AI, um, or two dimensional generative AI in general, um, has one, um, Incredibly big limitation when it when it comes to architecture, um, and that is that you know a, a, building, is the um, a building is not a face, a building is not a landscape, a building is actually. um If if we want to consider the representation of buildings, is is a building all the bricks that compose it, or is it um the the reference points and all the all the geometry that uh, were put into practice when laying those bricks, right? If we think of of, um, developing an AI that deals with the bricks, which is what um, two-dimensional and even some three-dimensional generative AI does, um, we have personal way of controlling the results so that it creates a space that can be inhabited and used by, by humans. And, um, and second, we have no way of repeating this. We have no way of adapting this. So we would be stuck with, with creating from the, from the bricks, um, every single time. And the third limitation is that it is very difficult to build from this, um, yeah, not a voxel based, a, a voxelized space <laughs> is not something that we can turn into a building. It is probably something that can be brilliant for the metaverse. It is probably something that can be a great, um, digital design or a, a great, um, Gaming environment, or you know everything that's digital, but from the point of view of architecture, there's no way to turn that into yeah. into working drawings. Um, there's no way to make sure that all our building regulations are are respected, and actually, there is no way for us to ensure that the building regulations are respected on that. So we need to to develop, and we need to come up with AI that that will take all these considerations in in. Um, into play and, and will, this is kind of my calling to, um, most architects, um, to, to not to get too excited by, um, text prompt to image yeah. kind of technology. Um, because first, image generation is nowhere near, um, sufficient to solve our, our problem as architects. Um, second, we have actually inherently as architects we have a capacity to um to conceive designs that are that is beyond words we normally if you think of your design process we normally conceive a design from many different sources um and eventually at the end of the design we might um, come up with a description and that actually does the worst the, the hardest part to describe the design that we did right it's not the other way around
0: yeah yeah um, no, well, the, so
1: trying to shift this perspective to, to be the other way around, um, I I would think that we'd lose a lot of intuition and a lot of the, the knowledge that we have um, as architects.
0: And I I think I think you're totally right on, the, on that. Like I, I also agree on on the terms of how difficult it will be to bring one of those uh, concept designs into reality. Uh, I mean, they, are look, they, they really look cool and everything, but I do agree. two so, D image that, uh, as soon as you want to transform into a 3d image, then. Well, uh, good luck on that one. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's yeah. going to be a nice job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Even uh, if you
1: do turn it into a 3d image and there are companies that do it brilliantly, actually, um, the job is still not done yeah. because one of the things that is, um. What you got actually is really the materiality, is the, you know, the interface of the space of the inter- internal space with the exter- external space. What you don't have is all the the the, the bones, the, the real meat and bones of the building, which is how these spaces are formed, how these spaces react to to um, the the needs of the people, how how they for come together into to form a program, um, how they respect um the the need for safety of the people, all of these aspects that we absolutely need to have control. And we have a training that that um is that we we have been trained to be able to control this. We have been trained to be able to understand this and to actually uh, even switch countries and switch cities and still know how to how to quickly adapt. Um, And this is something that AI Uh unfortunately will be very hard to train. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, and also, and, and that's only a part of, of what we are talking. What, what happens with the actually thinking just specifically about materials? Like, uh, how can we train AI to know what's the best approach and what's what are the best materials depending on the region, depending on the closeness from the from the region as well, depending on the weather, depending on all these factors that we know that uh, that have like an important role when when we talk about construction and. And that's that's when I guess uh new applications that we will see in the uh, in the feed, well that we see nowadays and different applications are uh, compared to only use you know like uh the traditional three softwares that everyone is doing is using and and people is jumping to to this new era of starting to use web design or uh, web software uh, based applications to to. To work with it, and, and I think this is one of the the solid topics uh, we wanted to share. With, with, to talk with you about like this uh, this uh, application you are building, the the build flow AI, which seems really nice, really great, and you can actually implement from from your from your a uh, cell phone or your computer, which is uh, something that uh, removes a lot of struggle uh, when it comes to using a new technology and. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about this because uh, I, I guess everyone uh, in the audience will be uh, happy to know more about this technology if they if they haven't um, checked it out uh, just go build so uh, AI in Google and you will find it uh, and and Nisa, it, it looks really nice why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about it on
1: sure thanks for bringing it up um yes builttro AI is the project where I'm basically bringing all these thoughts into and and trying to come up with the with the right answers um to it and what we are really building is um the, the analogy I like to use especially in some groups of people I guess this is the the right group um we are building a um a spare space of um of buildings right so a tool that is as I was saying a no brainer to use um and is based at the core on good design. Um, And this is the the key to um, Buildflow AI versus other building configurators out there. Um, What we intend to build and what we are um, actively starting to build is a a tool to bring good design to the masses and to make good design accessible and available. Um, So often you see great buildings remain at um, concept stage and get discarded to instead build something that's very, um, straightforward, let's say, uh, cost-effective and very, um, little inspired, (laughs) very uninspired, let's say, um, simply because that's the, the design that's easy to to explain. So what we are trying to do is to give this, um, the tools to easily understand design, um. Directly to real estate developers. In, in this case, we want to make the, the tool and the designs um, easily accessible to them while maintaining the creativity and, and creating the, um, a group of people, a group of, um, architects that are able to supply designs for our tool to, to um, mass optimize them to different sites right so so we are trying to build this community of course for the moment we are simply focused on um developing the um, real estate development um, relationships right. at the moment so we keep we keep the all the design power in-house right now and uh, supply optimized um designs to the clients in a, a language that they can um
0: yeah. that they can
1: completely estimate, right? Um, so we are trying to um, get away from the lingo that architects use, um not because we don't believe in it, not because it doesn't have a place in the time, but we think that that's not the place in the time. We think that, um, That actually distracts our client, the real estate developer, from understanding how this building can potentially solve the problem that he wanted to solve. Um, And this problem that he wanted to solve is, of course, to to, uh, generate uh, the maximum potential economic potential of the site. But at the same time, we tend to, to discard this, but at the same time, actually, real estate developers are interested in sustainability. They simply don't have the tools and we don't have the often we don't have the capacity and the power to explain to them how this building is more sustainable than the than the other one uh, um, both in terms of financials and in terms of mm-hmm. environmental so we are trying to um to provide good designs in a language that real estate developers can benefit from
0: ah, and 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 this this is this is actually really really um good to hear because um Recently, I was working uh, with my students on a, on a project, you know, like a you know a simulation of uh, doing a building. And uh, when I was telling them the, the the rules of the building to actually put uh, uh, apartments in this building, uh, well, as as new students, they were like, "Oh, that's a lot of building uh, of apartments for that area." And I was like, like, well, this is what the market actually uh, requires at the moment. Like, not they they won't allow less than that's because otherwise it's um uh, it's it's uh it's they efficient. are loose. yeah it's not efficient in in terms of uh, in financial way. And um, they were like a bit confused, but uh, and, and one of the one of the things that I have seen them struggle a lot is the is because well, we try to make like a a balance, you know. Student, new students learning. <laughs> uh, okay, don't we don't we don't put the full amount of, of the building, but let's let's, let's keep it with, like in a good number. And I have seen how they struggle with the only with the configuration of the of the space and the amount of time that it has taken for them to start to make conscious of this. When you have the technology nowadays that uh, well, technology as yours that can help uh, to do this with a few uh, well in a few seconds, and you can have the the, the the big idea well the big points that you are required to design like uh, the way that I see it like uh, with this type of technology you can get the efficiency of the of the space like really fast it's super cool and then you can start like playing with the design like and then you can start, like uh, tweaking if you want to put your own signature of the frame of your style and, I mean you can play with the envelope you can play with the with the Interiors, I don't know, with the, anything you want, but the the big things that are actually important, and just like you are saying, for 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 a real estate developer, uh, most times, to be honest, they don't even think about design, <laughs> and that's that's okay. a, that's the last of the of the concerns for them, no? and, and how, how 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 is building this technology? How is experience for you to to actually share these uh, with the with your clients?
1: Yeah, this um, this has been a, a very interesting roller coaster, right? Right, <laughs> because on, on the one hand you're developing this um, solution that is really close to your heart. So in in this <laughs> case, for me, it's a solution that I must have, right? Um, and on the other hand, you. I, I know that the solution can, can potentially um, improve both the built environment um, and the relationship between architects and, and real estate developers. I, I see the more global picture where, where we are, um, as architects, we are able to use a platform like this um, to communicate to our clients and to, to really share the designs. And um, we are able to use our time creatively to creating new typologies and new new building blocks Basically for um, for the world and uh, real estate developers do what they they do best in finding the right side and and um, uh, sorting out the numbers. So the the experience has been amazing. Of course, on the other hand, there's <laughs> there's building a startup from scratch, which is um, not not always the most positive <laughs> experience. Um, it's filled with a lot of uh, bumps and a lot of mistakes, of course. Um, but yes it's it's definitely um been uh, amazing especially to get to connect to other people and to to understand how they think about things and how they um how how they see the world how they see the the reality of of development um in the next 10 years or so so uh, that has also been a, a benefit and connect with people like you and be able to share the the thoughts um that otherwise would just be bubbling inside so yeah. But so it's been amazing as well.
0: And what's a what's advantage that uh, you will say that uh, BuildFlow AI has, in particular, compared to to different applications? I mean, I mean, like uh, being on this, uh, of of, on this field of design of and this field of construction, it uh, makes you uh, normally. It, you check a lot of the technology that is also out there. It's uh, you compare a lot of okay, we, we have this and we have this, and also in this part of the world, there's also this. So, you know. so what what would you say that makes uh, Google Flow AI unique compared to other applications?
1: Of course, the, the the first thing that we like to see, and of course, the, the this field is actually um, really starting to to. Um, you know they tried uh, recently uh, there's a lot of um, bigger and smaller i would call them competitors right now just because this is the name that most people are are familiar with um, but they all um, are sort of are, are configurators really so they all take a, a standard unit a building block and distribute it ra- um, a- around the site or along the site based on some different rules and you as the user have a lot of the opportunity to to, um, to set up these rules for the distribution, which is a, a great approach. It's also an approach that works better for people that already have some experience in architecture. Um, so, so that's why these this comp- uh, firms are generally directed towards architects. What we intend to do instead is to uh, give this um, again, uh, no-brainer tool. So th- this tool that doesn't require a tutorial, um, a tool that is can be accessed with co- filling up uh, what we have at the moment is you can fill up a three-minute survey um, to simply state all the information. We take a, a lot of it even um, in, the, in the normal um, free text form mm-hmm. um, and we output the result for you. And then the other um, key difference is that this result is not simply based on a, 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 an allocation of units um, or, around the site, but it's rather based on a design that you have selected and that you want to explore. Um, so this means that a developer can potentially explore different options, diff- different uh, visual os- uh, options, and see the, the effect in the, in the overall bottom line. And we've noticed from from our experience and from talking to developers so far, we've noticed that this is actually quite important. Um, and now we can we can, um, we can um, go back to the journey and what it taught us in the in the past few months is that we indeed are very visual people. We we get uh, a lot of drive from a good visual. Um that is that is shared and makes everything a lot easier to understand. So similarly, actually, and although not stated, real estate developers always um need to attach a good vision to their product. So with the best bottom line and no vision, their product will not go forward. With a great vision and the poor bottom line, which is what Unfortunately and sadly to say architects provide normally um their product a project will not move forward, but with both of this a great vision and a, and the great bottom line, they can actually get investment and the traction they need to to build a project
0: that sounds that sounds amazing like um i i I guess one of the things that I'm just loving to hear is that you don't have to make clicks you just input your data or the the information that you want and you get results, you know, you know, you normally with generators like this, you have to still like do a lot of clicking, before, uh, actually getting something. And, and
1: you have to learn, I, I've gone <laughs> through the trouble of, of calculating the number of minutes in tutorials that you need to spend on most of the softwares to, um, on most of these app based softwares yeah. to be able to actually generate something. And it's always upwards for of 40 minutes learning time, Yeah, yeah, um, and, which I, I I would dare to say that a real estate <laughs> developer who wants to, to to impact change in the world will not have yeah. time to spend.
0: No, no, <laughs> I totally believe that uh, that's, that's considering like someone that has experience on the, on the, on what's, what he's going to generate, what's going to create, like someone with some th- type of knowledge, but on, on construction and buildings, but like, mm-hmm. uh. Normally a real estate developer he he's not thinking too much about um, right. well, about like the design or the challenges that a building has. It's a different mindset, which is like um, it, for me it's, it's always been like the like the long cousin of architecture, so of architects, the, the real estate developers. They we are in the same business but in, in a, with a different mindset. And yeah, that's that's the only difference. And honestly, exactly. what, they, what, what, yeah. they, sorry, what they do is that um, is, is, is completely different to what we do. And it's great that we can have and we can offer with this type of knowledge, like a technology that works for them and maybe not only for them, but for people that is are uh, also uh, curious about the, the world of uh, construction and buildings and how can you create them. Definitely, it's way easier to just put uh, some information, like some general data, rather than learning a software, learning what applications, how to draw, how to make leaks, because uh, uh, maybe you just want to play around like for a few minutes and to get the, what you need to you, to, to well, any, anything you need to visualize. with as a test, and you have to be fast about this. And if, you can, if you can do it with just input, that's brilliant. I guess in the future, we'll see your problem as well.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And this brings us back to the um, impact that this new uh, way of creating websites had in the world, right? Because we suddenly went from a world where um, actually putting together a website for your business was the the most difficult thing to do, to a world where anyone with an idea and and, um, uh, some uh, inspiration or some driver can set up a website for their, their um, uh, whatever they want to do, a business, an event, anything, and can put it out in the world and ca- can create value for more people than, than their immediate circle. Um, and we also aspire to create the same the same sort of um, uh, change in the built world where it's not only the real estate developers that have the team and have the, the money to spend and have the knowledge or are able to... Um, secure the consulting that can make change and, and can, can, um, decide how the lot next door is built. But it could ev- even be as simple as, um, a group of the, the local association that wants to see something changed. They have the, the tool and they have the accessibility to, to put together a vision and the numbers and they can go off and, and search for, um, following and search for investment or, or, um, all the all that's necessary to actually begin working on this project.
0: Ah, and, and mm, it's, it's going to be like I guess um, little by little we will see more people uh, moving to this type of technology. Uh, just like you were mentioning, like we're only seeing the the first uh, uh, big, massive uh, introduction of AI into the world. And honestly, myself, I was thinking. Like a couple of years ago, if you asked me about AI, I thought that it was going to take away the jobs of, uh, of uh, people and things like that. But normally, like not the way that I see it now is not taking the job of anyone. If something is, is actually doing, is bringing more jobs for people and removing the boring part of the job for everyone. Like the, yeah, exactly. the, the part that you you don't want to struggle with, which I think this is this, this is what makes AI brilliant. I think more and more companies definitely are going to start to adopt it. And one of the things that, uh, that you also mentioned is like, um, that I, that I believe that AI will, will definitely switch into our, into our mind is like the, the sustainability with the environment and with the financial, uh, uh resources that we have. Cause, uh, so far construction has been like, um, something that, uh, I mean, sometimes I still like it's a bit sad that uh, people still design just thinking how beautiful is going to be my design, and there's no uh, good analysis, good criteria on the sustainability part of the building, and just because you see like this kind of like cool um, uh, design that uh, it's included into this I don't know tropical environment and that has like a lot of um, green. Uh, <laughs> plants next to it. It doesn't make anything uh, really sustainable in terms of that. And I think this, is, this, this type of technology is actually the one that will help us to make this analysis way faster because sadly one, that's one of the struggles that we have that uh, people don't want to invest time on learning what is sustainable and <laughs> how to make it. And definitely it's not an easy job. Uh, there's a lot of things that we First have to time. consider and, and an application is what I, I guess uh, comes and saves for us. And in terms of that, for,
1: for sure, for sure, there is a lot of mistake about um, about sustainability generally, and it's you know for forever in my for the, the longest time in my profession and in, in my working career, I, I noticed that it's that thing that everybody wants to have or say they have, um, mm. but they they very rarely understand or know how to measure. So. Um, of course, technology will help us measure it. And actually there are already tools that are available um, and should be a, a lot more widespread, widespread today in the community. Yes. Unfortunately, they are still a bit difficult to understand and they are still a bit, um, there is still a bit of mistake and a, a bit of misuse of, or, as well to them. Um, but what we see and what we hope is that um, all this complexity of design can, can actually be learned by an algorithm so that we are left with the, with the early decisions um, about how the space should feel and how the space should uh, respond to people. And we are left with the creative part. And that, that's actually what we should aim for, right? We should aim to maintain control of, of creativity because that is what we, I guess, as humans, that is what we do best. Um, and the other thing that I I just wanted to to say um, regarding to what you were saying before is, um, yes, AI will enable us to do uh, a lot of, to to improve a lot of the things and it will enable us to transform our jobs from boring, Repetitive, um, daunting, sometimes sure. to um, something that we can have a better understanding of. We can be more strategic about. We can spend the time where we are um, most efficient at or, or better. But before that happens, I think it's important to know that we all have the responsibility to training or or and to creating and to, to driving AI to the to the place where we want to see. So one of the things that um, I am very troubled about, and uh, I'm spending a lot of time to try, try and make sure uh, it won't really affect our our project. Is there's a lot of the, a lot of the AI research that is available, is, especially on architecture, is trained on da- data sets that are not necessarily good quality. Yeah. Not good quality data sets. They are great quality da- data sets. They are not great quality design. Uh, okay. So before before spending, uh, b- before accepting that, um, that is the, the right way to go. We need to spend some time and put some effort in creating the right data set of the, of great quality buildings.
0: Yeah. on that, and that's, that's something that, uh, when we talk about AI, um, no, why not? Well, I still see a lot of people that they don't even talk about their data sets and what what they collect they collect like the information. What uh, I did, I think that's one of the big big challenges um, for the community. Uh, definitely, like I have seen it myself. Like uh, when you uh, when you start like a building and you start like a new design. Uh, Normally you were like and this happened to me. Like I was like, what? What if I actually kept these three models that I did like five years ago, <laughs> and and I could use them right now for really? for my yeah for 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 some for some of my ideas of the new design. And uh, but I was not conscious of that until nowadays that I see the value of actually having good data <laughs> uh, uh, stored somewhere so you can use it then. And that's only in my my personal use, like, uh, but when it comes to AI, like, uh, one of the, I think there's, it's a combination of two main things. Like the first thing is like having a really nice algorithm that actually makes everything works and, and, uh, go with the flow properly. And the second one is actually having the information and structure your data sets, like, you know really, really like clear uh, way because at the end of the day, like I, uh, that's, that's the, um, that's the thing that a computer maybe could, a computer can, done, can, can, can make at the moment, which is deciding is this is good or not. Like it's just going to grab the information that we put it. And, uh, it's just going to put it like through the pipes and through the process, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to show you our results. So it's important that we, that we know exactly what we are putting into the into these applications and and I, I think that's that that will be like maybe the next step for the future where people will start like to be more conscious about the not only about the data set but also about the algorithm they will start like figuring little by little like what's going on with this you know <laughs> but uh, we'll see so anything else you want to add end, to end up like a wrap up episode like uh, thanks a lot for sharing with us Oana like Everyone, definitely check Buildflow AI, Uh, you won't lose uh, time if something, I think you will start to gain time in your life if you figure out what is going on with this application. Uh, Definitely a must if you want to get involved in the the game of generating design options, if you want to know more about how to use simple technology to have brilliant results. uh, something you you want to uh, share with us uh for the future of AI
1: for the ending great <laughs> thank, thank you for this and thanks for for allowing me to speak uh about all these all these thoughts that are going on um with the recent development I think the right ending um the right ending um, uh, the, the right ending, um not, not not it's not a question actually it's a um, an advice, maybe not an advice, um <laughs> sentence, let's let's call it I'm missing the word, um, would be to to say that we are all as architects and as professionals within the AEC, we are all responsible for um impacting and driving the right kind of AI that we want to see applied in our profession. Um so this is a um request to to everyone to start thinking about um Adopting AI, not necessarily from the point of view of using what is there today, because um, let's face it, it's it's not yet ready to be used. Uh, but adopting the the mentality of of creating things and sharing things, um, so that the AI that we build in the future for for our profession can actually be powered by good design and by by good data sets.
0: Right. Yeah, hopefully we'll see that in... <laughs> Everyone that is listening to this episode, uh, hope you're getting familiar with AI. I think, well, I guess the community itself is thinking about this is the next big step for uh, architecture and AEC to, to take forward. Uh, definitely, we will see more and more applications. We will see more technology. So uh, check out this new option and keep, uh, keep in mind that AI is actually happening right now and the faster that we embrace it, the faster we will see nice results in our world. So thanks, everyone.
1: Great, thank you so much, Sam.
0: Thank you.